Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Confessions of an IT Business Owner. I'm Taylor Thorson, back again with Ryan Goodman, podcast host and president here at Connect Booster. Today, we are joined by Greg Lolly. He is the Senior Vice President of International Sales and Strategy at ConnectWise, mm-hmm. and we talk about a ton of different topics today. Yeah, I asked him how he landed in a career in technology and uh you know, we talked about loving the outcomes of technology, right. and that's what that's what helped foster his career there. Right, a little bit different way of um, looking at it, that's yeah. for sure. He also touches on, you know, technology change mm-hmm. and how technology has really changed in the last 20 years and even will continue to change and evolve as time goes on, which mm-hmm. is, is ine- inevitably going to happen. He also touches on consolidation, which I really thought was interesting. Yeah. Usually we think about this kind of as a domestic thing, but it's, global. it's happening everywhere, yeah. right? And last but not least, channel changes and being in the age of technology. Living in the age of tech. Absolutely. Exciting time, that's for sure. Yes. Well, I hope you enjoy, and thanks again for tuning in. Well, Greg, happy Tuesday. Thanks for joining us here today on Confessions of an IT Business Owner podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. Your your title makes it sound a little bit shady, doesn't it? Confessions, <laughs> like this. Deep, deep, dark secrets are going to be revealed. Dum, dum, dum. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, you don't have to answer any questions. You, don't, you say, Ryan, I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I plead the fifth. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Awesome. Well, again, thanks for joining us. I know you're, you're a busy guy. We were traveling just before, or we were talking just before... Uh, kicking off here live talking about you know your travels uh how much time you spend stateside and how much time you you spend abroad so again i know time is time is of the essence so thank you for spending the time with us today absolutely thank you for having me so i'd like to kick off with maybe a little bit of a a non-conventional question for you um you know what's one thing about you uh that most people don't know whether that's a you know, a business skill, a, a personal activity that you like to do, really anything. Boy, we're starting off with, with deep confessions we're, right we're, away. We're huh? well, I'll, just, I'll, I'll, give you a good, I'll give you a good one then because I just I, I listed this not too terribly long ago. You won't be able to tell by my current condition, but I used to, to run marathons, half marathons, that kind of stuff in my yeah. younger years. So I've got the uh, the plaques and the medals to show it, but the, the IT world has taken its toll on me after uh, decades. So I don't quite do that as much anymore, but it was something I enjoyed when I was younger. You know what? I, uh, I my business partner for a while, he had bought one of those little under the desk bikes. Yeah. But when you go so long, it squeaks so horrendously, you basically can't use it anymore. Maybe you bought a cheap one. I don't know, but maybe maybe the little uh, under the desk treadmill there. Get, get yeah, it's time to get a Peloton, I guess. Step up and do the right thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really cool. So, was was it a lot of uh, local events? Any any big like you know Boston or New York marathon? No, I never really did that much. I grew. I was born and raised in Pittsburgh, and so okay. uh, everything was kind of local in and around there. Kind of growing up, and then I obviously I ventured to Penn State and uh, for university, and uh, then eventually moved my way down to Florida. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, mad respect. There have been a couple of fleeting moments in my life where I thought, you know, I wonder if I could run a marathon, and then I hit about mile three on a treadmill. I'm like. I don't think I have the heart to do it. So I, I am always just uh, enamored by individuals that can run 26.2. That's Well, that's I'm lucky cool. I did it in my youth. Like I, say, I say that with all due respect because I think I'd probably be right there with you if I looked in the mirror today. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, cool. Hey, thanks, thanks for sharing that. So, you know, you had mentioned 
okay, we all, you know, we all, you're not going to make money probably running marathons for a living, right? And so you've landed yeah. in the IT industry. Uh, what was what was the path to to be here and today? You know, I, I thinking back, I, I've always been fascinated by kind of technology and more by the outcome of it rather than the 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 insides, right? Sure. A lot of the people in our business, they're developers, they're programmers, they're uh, technologists through and through. I don't think that was ever my my calling or my being. Sure. I remember kind of when I think about technology, I think about conversations with my grandfather who passed away in the late '80s. And I remember reflecting on his life towards the end, seeing everything in the 1900s from, from buggy whips to a man on the moon in the 60s, right? right? That generational gap that you can look at and go, my God, what has technology delivered in the lifetime? And what is that outcome? And what can we do now? And so I think, I think that, that uh, is what really enthralls me is kind of, you know, in, when we kind of look and we get a little bit older, what do we, what do we see from beginning of the, of the early 70s from main supercomputers and that kind of stuff to... The processing power and and where we end up uh who knows when yeah that's that's when you sit back and actually reflect let's let's say we think about even for five minutes like the the progress of change i had a uh grant great grandfather that just turned 96 over over this last weekend and uh was thinking about all the change that that mm. individual has seen um it's almost staggering right you you would You'd make it. Let's say you made a prediction in 1925 of what's going on today. Um, you'd be called out as a crazy person. Yeah, it's it, again. We and we don't know. We don't see the changes as they happen day by day, month by month, year by year. But when you reflect back on decades, then you see the monumental steps. Right? You don't feel it happening when it happens until you really look back. Right. That's incredible. Um, I'm going to shift on you just a little bit and let's talk about your role at, at ConnectWise. Um, again, you know, you're, you're a lot of, lot of time, um, being abroad. Um, what are some of the things that, uh, what are the markets that you're developing and what are some of the things that you're doing in your role to, to help our mutual MSP partners? Yeah, so it's good, it's a good question. We, you know, my role takes me to kind of look after our, our EMEA theater of operations, which yep. is based out of London. We've got the the same kind of an APAC based out of Sydney. So um, I've kind of got the European and the uh, the, the um, you know APAC or APJ kind of influence as well as we kind of look over that expansion. And you know, a lot of the stuff that ConnectWise is known for is kind of the operational maturity, the business maturity from the, the traditional PSA, from ConnectWise, ConnectWise, the managing platform as we know it now. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm really kind of excited about the security journey and the effort and energy we're putting in. Uh, we could talk about that probably for an hour uh, right. or two, right? right? Every, it's on everybody's mind, but you know, it's not just again go back to the product; it's the outcome. We're really trying to work with partners on, on how to position it effectively, learning this new motion of going through and, and, and talking to their customers um, and positioning a multi-year journey of compliance um, and regulation and effectiveness. And then, uh, you know, transforming that to hardening their own infrastructure. Uh, you know, every, we all read the news, the newspapers and the, and the uh, website. So um, we really need to protect ourselves a little bit better and then ultimately um, the holy grail of monetization. So I'm really kind of proud of the stuff that ConnectWise has put together really around uh, a multifaceted approach of education and uh, ultimately monetization for MSPs to really help them get down the line. When I think the channel has uh, seen that shift in in focus from from the big vendors, you know, not just necessarily uh, selling their products through to the MSP, but there's this whole 
education element of getting your own house in order to be able to teach your end client how to make sure to maintain their house in order, right? It's like that eat your own dog food. Uh, don't let the cobbler kids not yeah. have shoes, you know, type of type of mentality. Um, you know, where, where would you guys say your, your focus is in terms of educating the partners that you serve directly, you know, and then, you know, working to pass that through down to the end client is the main focus getting, getting the partner's house in order so they can replicate that down the line or is it, you know, education through the channel? I think it's re it is really threefold as I said before, cause, cause again, a lot of people don't know how to approach the conversation. And the reality yeah. is if you're not having the conversation, you're losing out yeah. because somebody else is. So it's the familiarity without being fearful of, breaching the subject with your yeah. partner and and transferring that risk right now you're the partners the, the, the sme smb thinks our msps are looking after all these things so you have to have that be prepared for that uncomfortable conversation right. of what is and what isn't covered right. for right. for money under your service contracts and then ultimately how to weigh that risk and, and transfer that risk and let them know that you can help them identify that you can help them work on a plan. Again, it's not a one and done product. We're not loading up and you're going to buy something. You're going to be done and you dust your hands and off you go. Right. It's all about um, circling back, circling back and making sure and new things pop up. And some things that were that were green before turn yellow and red. So it's really teaching that emotion, that conversation. And also, again, simultaneously, I don't I, I still see them as, um, you know, one more higher priority than the other, but then really saying, hey, I've got to harden the infrastructure. We're going to look at our MSP and make sure we don't fall victim of what's going on out there. And so we're going to lock everything down and we know how and we're doing a lot of NFRs and as, as a lot of other vendors do, I'm sure, to, to help uh, get you, you know, the MSP used to that using the technology, applying some of that knowledge, and then how do you translate that and then be able to go out and, and sell it and actually build pricing and packaging? Right. How do you end up you know, educating? Because that's, it's, again, it's a whole new uh, industry to a lot of folks. Hmm. Oh, that's great, great insight. So shifting over to consolidation, um, you know, I'd love to focus the question. We hear a lot of the, the M&A, you know, stateside. Are you seeing the same type of uh, consolidation in the industry, um, you know, all over the globe yeah it, it really is it's going on globally um, there's it's not this is a, a global trend it's not specific to, to anything it really is you know it's fueled by um a lot of money right the private equity uh finding msp space is interesting in a money-making venture by being able to acquire consolidate and scale so um you really see that that uh you know influence um, and you also see the aging demographic. Everyone's talked about, you know, everyone right. looks more like me in their fifties and, and kind of, you know, they're kind of looking at the next 10 years or so, sixties and kind of going, Hey, how long do I want to be in this game? Right. So there's an aging channel demographic of people wanting to exit. It's just a matter of, are people prepared? Do they have the right things in place? Do they know what their exit should be and should look like? And then orchestrating that and making that a reality. But the, um, but really the acceleration, like we used to have the comfort of, of, you know, having a nice little practice and growing it at your own leisure and kind of getting better over time. But these operational models are forcing and really sandwiching, I think, from yeah. the, the MSP yeah. into getting sharper, smarter, quicker. Uh, that sense of urgency that sometimes we, you know, we, you know, you should, but you haven't. Like it's to me, it's here and you can see it because th there's the haves and the have nots. And the people that are getting bigger right. and bigger yeah. and continue to get bigger. Um, and, and continue to acquire, and then there's people that still need to make that that transition, and they have to get on that, that journey. 
When I think, you know, you made the point earlier about, you know, all the things that you guys are doing to bring people up to op operational maturity to prepare them, you know, f for that for that moment, you know, the acceleration of business, the acceleration of we, there's just not as much time to be able to figure it out to your, to your point. Um, and automation obviously is going to play a, a huge role in that, right? Um, you know, that's going to drive revenue to the bottom line. And with all of the integration capabilities of, of the ConnectWise platform and the ecosystem of tools that you guys have, um, you know, where are the places that you guys see MSPs and providers, uh, you know, really winning, um, up-leveling that operational maturity using, using your suite of products? Yeah, well, I think it's the automation piece, but it's also then the data and the presentation layer. What can you extract from the data to then go create that automation and turn those knobs or dials, right? It doesn't matter where I go. People keep, and it could be the most operationally mature MSB, and you know what they say? How, how can I get another half percentage point? I get a quarter. Like they're down to fine tuning the knobs, but there's always something you can do. So I think it really depends upon, again, we go back to where are you on that journey and where, where should you begin? It's not about um, you can't do it. It's about are you one or two or three if we kind of grade it out sure. and kind of understanding the steps that you need to take in order to kind of catch up and get to where you need to be. But we see a lot of, um, of uh, yeah, automation to help with, with scaling, with consistency of the business, with continuity of the business. We start talking about all of these things that have longevity and ultimately those are the things let's just talk about it, that you can package and you can sell to somebody if you have those standards in place there's a, re there's a reason why all of connectwise partners get acquired if you have these things in place it's much more attractive and easier to describe to somebody right what your margins are how you run your business how you right. standardize right. and effectively how could the business run without you because that's what that's what they want to know is it how can i acquire this business and run and run it without you being here yeah that makes that makes a lot of sense Hey guys, here with a quick break from our show to remind you to subscribe and leave us a review wherever you're listening. If you have suggestions for future episodes or you want to be a guest on the podcast, email us at podcast at connectbooster.com or send us a message on Facebook or Twitter and we'll be sure to point you in the right direction. Lastly, to find out more about our guests, check out their information in the podcast description. Thanks for listening to the Confessions of an IT Business Owner. Let's get back to the show. So what, uh, I, again, I'm going to shift, shift gears on you a little bit. I, I apologize. I, I did that more sure. abrupt than usual, actually. <laughs> what the heck, right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, what's, a, what's ahead for, for ConnectWise? You know, anything that you guys can share from a, uh, you know, a short-term uh, roadmap perspective? Yeah, well, I look, I'd, lo I'd love to, you know, disclose all the deep, dark secrets right. here and uh, tell you, but I would I would no longer be working for ConnectWise in a couple of weeks if I did. Yeah. So uh, we've got IT Nation coming up, which which you obviously uh, know about. Yes. And it's been a longtime yes. supporter. And uh, obviously, thank you for that and the, and, and, and the partnership. Um, and, you know, there's going to be a lot of stuff on product, on brand, on vision, all of the things that I think that really is a combination of kind of a new ConnectWise, kind of what do we, what do we represent in the world today? What is this suite, this platform that we've that we've assembled, and um, you know, so you can see a lot of stuff on that. But I guess to really kind of even go back on some of our conversation, I think it's also that, you know, I've always seen ConnectWise as having tons of educational material. Yeah. We, if you go to university, mm -hmm. we've been known for being that thought leader, bringing all of this stuff to market, and there's now you're going to see real intentional focus and concentration on 
you know, orchestration of the material based upon the MSP provider where where you are in that journey and what do you want to achieve. So I think there's differences of people, whether they're in M&A mode, whether they're in a lifestyle business, whether they're kind of still in a, in a, in a, in a, in a VAR model, still coming into, you know, expanding the service and the practice. There's a whole host of things that we've identified, and we're going to be able to kind of go through those individually and then kind of write um, kind of a kind of a custom program to help everybody, regardless of their journey, get to where they want to be. So I've always kind of compared it in my mind to like, you know, reading when I was in grade school. You, you know, if, you, if, you, if you wanted to read, you'd go to the, it was an old file box. It was like a cardboard box. And, and in there, you'd have to pick up the, the color code that was for your grade or kindergarten or whatever yeah. it was, right? Yeah. And then once you got that, you could read first grade, you could progress. But, you know, sometimes you get a sea of information. It's vendors, everything. You just don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. You get lost in this, the paralysis analysis. You get lost in where should I go? So we really, really want to concentrate on helping our partners, identifying where they're at, who they are, and developing that relationship one-on-one -on -one to be able to help them along their individual path. You know, what's the what's the easiest way for partners to engage with you to start to start walking down that path? You know, where they can, you know, if they're having a tough time self-identifying or that analysis paralysis, um, you know, where do they start? Where do they engage? How do they, how do they get involved in that process? Yeah, look, I think the, the, the answer really is the relationship that we have or they would have with ConnectWise, yeah. whether it be their account manager, whether it be a partner success manager, whether it be the peer groups that we see people at. Yeah. Again, a lot of it is done by, I'll show up at a, at a share event or somewhere and people will come and ask questions, or how do I engage? And yeah. so we're going to do better at socializing it and publicizing those gateways and how to get there. But nothing replaces. We talk about automation and we can talk about that for a bit. Nothing replaces the human network. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer. Maybe I'm old school when I believe that. But it, it, you got to know people. And if you make some phone calls, whether it be, again, those account managers or partner success or local sales managers, if you get involved, the more involved you are with ConnectWise and you ask for help, um, generally speaking, um, I can tell you, at least in my own experience, the more help you're going to get, the more doors will open up for you. Well, and I think it just further solidifies the reason to get to an event like IT Nation and be spending that FaceTime you know, amongst your peers, amongst the industry experts, you know, getting engaged. And again, whether you're doing that virtually or, or, or in person, you know, depending on your preference. Um, and that's how you're going to get some access to these secrets as well, right? I mean, you know, the stuff that you can't disclose today, some of that's going to be talked about in, in a couple of weeks publicly. So... Yeah, well you, well, you get that on stage, and of course, you get your bar conversation at 2 a.m., so you get additional secrecy yeah, being Yeah, spilled, yeah, yeah, there you, you go. You know, after there everyone go. goes out and has a few cocktails. So you get you get a little more honesty as the night goes on. <laughs> so is that the strategy, just bring a little bit of a bankroll to the bar, and you can kind of... <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. Come, chum up with somebody, get some drinks, and, uh, and, and and you get more info. No, it's, oh, that's uh, awesome. But I, we, do, we do a lot of, like I say, individual meetings, and again, really, it's also accessibility. As you know, with IT Nation, we bring everybody there. So you can talk to a product. You can talk yeah. to, you know, service delivery or support. Our leaders are there and they're accessible um, to all of our partners. So it's re it'll really be good to come back, have that event. I'm just really encouraged. I've done some uh, events over in the UK uh, yeah. last month. I was yeah. over and I'm heading back uh, next month. So it's just really good. I can't tell you, it's good to be back again and get that energy and emotion from people yeah. back in a room and feel that that, uh, that passion we have as a community. Well, I think, you know, you, you said it earlier, and, and I don't think it's old school. I think, you know, it's just the way humans are going to operate. You can't, you can't replace the human, the human element. You can't replace the, the human networking. I mean, it's just, it's, it's critical to, to how we operate as, as people.
So we talked a little bit about, you know, uh, the change, the shift, what you guys are doing to meet partners, you know, in in education around the gaps that can exist specifically in, you know, security and in educating themselves, educating the open market. Um, what are some of the other changes that you you envision in the channel, you know, over the next three to five years? Well, we talk about the, the, the landscape. We talk about the maturity. So we've talked about kind of some of that stuff already. Um, I think, um, you know, look, the, 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 what we've started over the last 18 months, 20 years, whatever we want to call it now, uh, there's no going back. Mm-hmm. And that's from, you know, everything moving. People might say, hey, we're going to a hybrid world. And some people move things to the cloud. And they want to do the balance. And so it might be a balancing a little bit, um, but there's still a vast movement of people carrying on these transformation projects that are really making these 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 massive impacts to um, the way we consume. Mm-hmm. And so that's going to obviously continue. Um, I think the interesting thing, it's a challenge, it's a change, it's a channel, it's the work from home that continues as well. It's the sales force. It's the how long do um, we have a very active sales force right now, we'll call it to pull out there people, everybody's moving around and yes, everybody wants more and sees this type of opportunity out there, which is good in a way, but it's causing a lot of kind of uh, upheaval in some some businesses. I was talking to a partner in the UK who had lost five people yeah. over a period of yeah. like 10 days. So it's a large organization, but we could lose very you know, key people. And I think that's gonna continue at least for the next, uh, what I'm reading economically, 12 to 24 months. So at least I'd say the next year or two, um, so we have to deal with that. We have to work from how do we measure and meter productivity and work from home? And how do we share that with our, our customers as well? So it's not just their own MSP and their productivity. How do they then put, put um, mechanisms in place to then help um, the SME, SMB world um, better gauge? So I think there's a lot of uh, changes that way. I think, again, the security piece is is super hot. You're going to continue to see, like, we're just starting to see, like, the security orchestration mm-hmm. Um, and automation type of um, response to the source stuff that's been uh, more maybe enterprise-ish making its way downstream. So you see a lot of, of, you know, how do we take all of this information coming in, firing it, you have alerts, and I've got to be able to process that information. I've got to be able to see what's valid. And so so all of the, what's being asked of the channel and our partners is increasing. And so they're going to have to pick and choose and get efficient and get good really, really uh, quickly. Um, and we also see an uptick in some of the stuff. And it's, uh, you know, what we do with some of the outsourcing stuff with knocks and socks. And so we, we're in the business of with MSPs to kind of convincing businesses to outsource. And I think MSPs are going to have to figure out maybe is there a piece of their business that they could work with a not customer necessarily facing, but some sort to help them supplement right. in a cost effective right. way that could help them scale without um hiring having their employee costs go to the roof for half people right um you know maybe they come and go as they please so there's this changing demographic of how you serve service your customer mm-hmm. um and i think it's always evolving and we we see that happening right now yeah no that's great insights great insights so i'm going to ask you a question I, I you know it's it's one of those that i like to ask people that have been you know in their career for a while um sometimes a difficult question to answer, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this at you. Um, reflecting back on all that, that you've accomplished, you know, throughout, throughout your career, um, what would you share with your younger self, you know, 20 years back? What, what wisdom would you share with a Greg of 20 to 30 years ago, starting off in his career? 
Yeah, well, it's funny because I use that as an interview question, by the way. Oh, so uh, a lot so, of times I'll, I'll, I'll talk because you know what? It, it shows self-reflection, yeah. right? Can you, can you know where you've grown, what you've learned, um, what pieces, what's valuable? Yeah. And a lot of times I talk to people in sales careers and, and, and you know, our, our sales colleagues as well as the business owners. It's when you're very passionate about stuff, you're very emotional. Right, you, you you tend to be you're going to be tied to it because it's your it's your baby. You put a lot of time and effort. You can't help but kind of doing that. But I also kind of describe this curve of life that kind of goes up and down. There's a lot of undulations and and there's a but there's a, there's a main line. And so I think there's many times I can look back and go, geez, if it had just not taken something. So failure is part of the process. Don't take it right. so hard. And the success sometimes you're not as good as you think you are. Um, I'm not saying to to weigh yourself down, but it's more the moderation of it. It's a journey. Going back to the 20 mile march and and Colin's book and you know all of that stuff of just saying if you stay yeah. consistent and you stay kind of middle of the road, you can still have that that passion. But don't be uh, maybe so hard on yourself more than a celebration, but hard on yourself when things don't go right. Because I think yeah. uh, we tend yeah. to get in, in dark places, is, is whether it be salespeople or business owners or things you kind of get right. sometimes surrounded by um, a doom of failure versus just brushing it off a little bit more and getting up quicker. And yes. we lose some time. Hey, that's that's great. Yes. And I think that's a, a message that all of us can appreciate and should spend some time uh, uh, thinking about. Right. It's it's all about that perspective. Right. And then consistent action that you know are going to produce results if done over over a period of time it, it it's a yeah, winning absolutely. formula right i mean it's just you, you do it long enough you, you yeah can, it doesn't matter how many times you get knocked down you get up again that kind yeah. of stuff yeah, right yeah. that resilience when you talk about whether it be a salesperson or a business owner yeah. that's really i think one of the keys to when you say key to success of being successful is just everyone goes through challenges you know, everyone, For sure. you know, if, um, you know, they, they say if, uh, if you knew everyone's problems, if you put your problems in a pile, you would kind of take yours back, right? At least you know your own <laughs> problems and, and you see somebody else's and you go, wow, they got problems too. So I think it's just a matter of understanding that we all have challenges, but uh, yeah. it's a matter of getting, getting past those and having that resilience. I love that. I love that. Well, Greg, thank you so much for your time today. And you know, in closing, any any final thoughts for the audience before we sign off? Oh, look, it's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you again for, for having me and giving me the, the chance to speak to you personally as well as represent, you know, ConnectWise. Um, I think we're in a wonderful time. We talked about the age, the age of technology. You know, you know it's clearly not over. It's clearly accelerating. So I yeah. think we're in a, a wonderful time. Um, I think, um, you know, look, and we talk about resilience. It's going to be bumpy coming back online. Uh, we know that we see supply chain, we see world challenges right now. So again, mentally prepare ourselves. We know, we know it's not going to be easy. So, um, you know, toughen up a little bit. I think everybody, let's get ready for the fight. We can do wonderful things together and really rely on the community. Um, ConnectWise, other people's communities, there's tons of things that the people that you can be part of to really um, lean on uh, in times of need. So I uh, just wish everyone to, to stay safe and uh, yeah, really great 2022 for everybody. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. That's great. Well, thanks again, Greg. Looking forward to our next conversation, sir. Yeah, my pleasure. We'll hope to see you soon. You bet. You've just listened to Confessions of an IT Business Owner with our host, Ryan Goodman. If you like this episode, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. As always, don't forget to subscribe and please recommend us to your channel colleagues. If you'd like to find out more about Connect Booster, visit us at connectbooster.com. Thanks again, and we will see you next time.